My name is Claire Marshall and I'm listening from Calgary, Alberta. Welcome back to Valerie's Variety Podcast with your host, me, Valerie Moss. This show is about reviews, interviews, and my daily views. It's a story podcast about my life in Calgary. Whatever, whenever. This show drops every Tuesday. Follow me on Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook. Links on my website, ValerieMoss.ca. Today's show is part two of a three-part series. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, go back and do this first, as this week carries her story forward. Her being Claire C. Marshall. Just a bit of a recap, I'm interviewing Claire C. Marshall, a Calgary author who I found at a creative market in Calgary. Her and I are now friends, spending a couple of hours in my studio and several email threads have gone back and forth. We are getting to know each other. Honestly, I could listen to her read all day. She's charismatic, passionate about books and writing. When she first showed up at my studio, I asked her how her night was. She was up late writing as she had a brain surge she had to get on to paper. In part two, we will explore more reading about this book and Sega called Sparkstone. We're focusing on book one, but there is two more books currently available and two more in the works. We talk about her connection to the Canadian references. It's so neat to read a book and know where she's talking about. We talk more about Claire and how she made her way west from her home so far east. Like we're talking across country, literally. Plus, Her shows to promote her book are also cross-country. This girl puts on the miles. And guess what? She doesn't even like to drive. Her commentary about the angry girl that is portrayed is so truthful. We all have people in our lives that are angry. And we remember an angry girl from school. If you're interested in reading along with me, check out her site and mine, ValerieMoss.ca, for all the details. Come and take a lecture from the mysterious J'adore, and don't be late. Enjoy today's episode, part two of three. Thank you.
There's some change in the dash, Dad says. Relax. He'll tell us what we need to do. You're stressing Ingrid out enough. He glances at me in the rearview mirror. You okay back there? Yeah, I say, crumpling the wrinkled acceptance letter more in my hand. So yeah, that's very much like my parents. Like, that is so cute. Your mom is like this little nervous Nelly. Oh no, okay. I, mom, don't listen to this part. <laughs> She's well, I protective mean, maybe. Yes, right? yes, and so am I. Like we're very much the same. Oh, me and my right. mom in yeah. that way. Like she gets very nervous about things, and I can get like very nervous about things. And my dad is just like, it, whatever happens, we got change in the thing. Yeah, pay the toll. Like we have to be with. Willing to accept whatever comes and we can we're strong enough to deal with it okay great yeah yeah and so I try to also keep that perspective in mind too <laughs> when I'm dealing with things I love all the Canadian references oh thank Calgary Alberta people are from Nova Scotia mm-hmm. yes Cloud Hall um what were some of the other name some of the buildings Okay, um, so the buildings are actually named after, uh, well, I don't know if I should say, I kind of oh. want people to figure it out, but there, okay. is, a, there is a pattern, and it's, oh. it's not exactly Calgarian, but it is, um, it is folkish in, in okay. nature. yeah. Yeah, so uh, there's Raylene Hall, and there is, uh, is it Heinz Yeah, Hall, Heinz, yes. Which should be pretty obvious to maybe we a were, few listeners out there if you we're can We're gathering get. through the books as we Yes. Uh, there is a McLeod Hall. There's actually yeah. a McLeod. Oh, yeah, Lewis Art Building. Yes, I wonder what that is. Lewis Art Building. Hmm. Uh, well, that one, I'll, I'll give that to Maude Lewis. Uh, she was a, oh, of course. Yeah. An artist. Yes. Famous artist. Yes, yes. Famous Nova Scotian artist. Okay. What a who's Campbell? Okay, we're jumping ahead. Okay, we're jumping ahead. <laughs> oh my god, I love this book. Okay, so you're from Nova Scotia, yeah, and you've been in Calgary how long? Um, okay, so I came in 2000. Was it 12, 13? Okay. Because I came here and then I was sort of going back and forth mm. between here and Nova Scotia. Um, and Which then, is just like a hop, skip, and jump. Oh, like yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yes. It's like easy. <laughs> so I was sort of going back and forth. Um, I think it was probably like 2013, 2014. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was around the time that The Stars and Rise was published. So I'm going to say like 2012, 2013. Okay. Um, and then my uh, now fiance, he was working at the time as a graphic designer, and he's like, "Well, I think I want to be a teacher." And mm. so we ended up going to Kelowna to, and he did the um, the University of British Columbia has the one year teaching degree. UBC, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a Kelowna okay. campus, right? And so we went there for a year. Oh, did you love Kelowna? Oh, I love. Did you Kelowna. feel like you were more grounded to where you came from? Because yes. It, yeah, because it's yes. on the giant lake and everything. Yeah. Yes. It, it was like it was like a pairing of mm-hmm. you know of Calgary with the mountains mm-hmm. and the hills and then Nova Scotia with like the water and so right. but but bigger than where I'm from still like an actual population where there are things you can mm-hmm. kind of walk to the to the grocery store and you can walk to your shops and you can go down to the water right. and I I like I like all of that yeah. and we rented this really nice place and so it was a really good year of just 
you know, I got some writing done and, and I started to figure out more about how uh, I was going to improve my business. Mm -hmm. And so when we ended up coming back to Calgary um, a year later, uh, Dave started uh, looking for teaching jobs and we got very lucky. He he. He's in his like second year now, I think, of, of, of teaching full time. So he has a permanent position, and uh, and where does he teach at? Uh, it is a junior high. Okay. Yeah, that is here in Calgary. In, in Calgary, okay. he he loves it. He, oh great! He loves it. It's like photography and videography he gets to teach. Oh so, wow! Yeah, yeah. He's the cool teacher for sure. That's so fun. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, we were a year in Kelowna and then we came back here and that's also when I really started, um, getting better at promoting my books and I started doing way more shows. Oh, okay. So, so it was, uh, we were in Kelowna from, was it 2014 to 2015, 2015 to 16? It was in 2016 when I came back and we were like, okay, it's time to start doing shows so that's when I started doing 10 shows a year I do trade shows and right work yes where I met you yes yes you do 10 shows a year like locally or all over the country oh my gosh Claire (laughs) yeah that's so cool thank you Uh, especially for somebody who a doesn't want to drive yeah a little bit outside of your comfort zone so that must be so empowering for you well, I don't drive to them, fortunately. I have to fly. <laughs> I have to fly. Yes, but but yeah, it's um, yeah. So I do um, I do shows here in Calgary and in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Um, I do shows in Nova Scotia. Uh, well, I have my sister do the the one in, in in Nova Scotia now, so I don't have to go all the way there and all the way back. But mm-hmm. um, uh, Moncton, uh, Toronto, Ottawa, Saskatoon, Regina. Uh, Manitoba or in, in Winnipeg. I was just there actually. I was oh, just wow. in there and I was just in yeah, Montreal. Yeah, because you were traveling when we first started to connect. You're like, well, I'm traveling and we're going to be away and we're home. Yes. Like, I just got back like a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but time feels very like, I don't know, it stretches and it, and it compresses when you're traveling because it's like you come... Oh, I love that saying. <laughs> I love that because you know how sometimes you're like sitting... Like, I am very crafty, so mm. I like to stitch and knit and quilt and scrapbook, and then I do my podcast, and I like to just get my notes out and write for hours at a time. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely not a journalist, and I'm not as creative as you, for <laughs> sure, but I love to be able to have that time, and then, mm-hmm. oh my god, the time is done. Like, you've already used up this allotted... Right? So that compression and stretching, what a great way to describe that. That's how I feel. I'm totally on your page with that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So when you, so you have these three books now. So the yes. very first book I read, which you have, what's it called? Uh, Stars in Her Eyes. Stars in Her Eyes. And the book two for Sparkstone Sega is called Dreams, Dreams in Her Head. Head. Yes. And then the third book, which I've started about mm-hmm. 20% through, is Hunger in Her Bones. Yes. And then there are two more coming. Dark- okay. Yes. There's two more coming. So let's just save that for a second. Okay. So... I want you to read the passage in book one, because this is what was hook, line, and sinker for me. So Ingrid gets to Sparkstone, her parents drop her off, Mm -hmm. they have to deal with the car, bringing in all her stuff, and her mom and dad are like 
going crazy, where to park the car and everything, which I loved. It's just this, like, totally reflective moment. And then she kind of walks in. I'll let you describe it. Oh, with the door. Yeah. She walks in with the door and goes to go up to her room. I think Abigail's there. Uh, um, there's Sunny and... Well, she runs into Oh, Sunny. Uh, there's Agalia. Agalia. Yes. So, the... Whatever you do, don't eat the food. Oh, yeah. I think Sunny warns her. Sunny warns her yes. they're on the stairs. Yes. And so, it's like really early on in chapter one, and I'm like, oh my god. And <laughs> it was like right then where I was like, I need to interview you. Oh, really? It was, yeah, it was right then. And so, I'll let you look for it. I don't okay. want to distract you too okay. much. Okay. So I want you to read that part because I was like, that was perfect. That was the part that I was, I had to, I needed to meet you. I wanted to read the whole book that day. I think I finished like the first book in like a week or something like that. I'm a super <laughs> slow reader. I like to read all the time, but I'm so so slow. Oh, I, I read every single day, but I don't get very far because I fall asleep or I'm distracted yeah. by being a mom. And, you know. <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty fast, but lately I've been so slow oh, with, okay. with, with reading. My, my time is like, I feel like I, I mean, obviously we feel like we don't have enough time. Right. It's the compression part. Yes. The compression yes. part of time. Yes. Uh, so I tend to read before bed, and then I fall asleep, so. <laughs> That's the same as me. Uh, okay, I think I found it here. Um, so I guess I'll read from here. Uh, so yeah, Sunny is on the stairs, and she's sort of this mysterious figure. She's kind of like barely awake or something, right? She's, she's got certain superpowers. Uh, I, I guess I don't know. I can spoil it. She's she's the heart of the series. I will definitely say that. the heart. Yes. 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 And she's from Texas. Yes. So she's a bit of a southern. She's got a southern belle. Yes. Or... I don't know if I can do it in a Texas accent, but I will do my best. Okay, <laughs> go ahead, Claire. Okay, uh, okay. So, so she, Ingrid is there, Sunny is there, and her parents were there, and Agalia is there. Agalia is like the teacher, or she's one of the. She's a professor. She's sort of. She's mysterious. a professor, but she kind of helps get everybody kind of. She it's, settled in, right? Or yeah, like yeah, yeah. She's sort of like a guidance counselor. She's sort of in charge of the people, but her motivations are suspect too. Yeah, you learn that later. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay. So far, she's a doll. <laughs> so, okay, so. She trails off as Dad, holding a bag, opens the door and holds it open for Mom and Miss Agalia. Mom wheels in another large suitcase while Miss Agalia carries a small travel bag. Dad manages to slip inside before the door closes on him completely. Ingrid, honey, your keyboard is still in the car. I'll, uh, go, oh, I'll go back and get it, Dad says, as he sets one of my suitcases down. You need any help? I ask. No, well, I'll be right back. Dad leaves and Miss Agalia is about to go up the steps when she notices Sunny gripping the stair railing as if her legs are about to give out. 
Sonny Harris, Miss Agalia says, looking surprised. You're out here in your pajamas. Is anything the matter? Oh, no, Sonny replies. She's got a sheepish, sheepish look on her face, and if I were her, I'd be embarrassed. Just saw her coming in, and I thought I'd like to say hello, is all. I can show Ingrid to her room if you're busy, Miss Agalia. No, Sonny, you don't have to worry about that. Thank you, though. Breakfast ends in half an hour. You might want to hurry or you'll miss it. Sunny curls her hands and sticks them in her armpits for warmth. I already ate, actually. Good, Ingrid. We shouldn't keep Sunny from her morning routine. She starts up the steps. Mom follows her and I give Sunny one last smile. It was nice to meet you. Yeah, same to you, Sunny says. Look, one thing before you go. Her gaze flickers up to Mom and Miss Agalia, who are disappearing down the second floor hallway, and to Dad, who is inching closer to the door with my keyboard carried across his shoulder, and then settles on me again. Don't eat the food, if you can help it. I frown. Is it really that bad? Her cheeriness has been replaced with the solemnity of someone who has seen the darker face of the world. Yeah, there's this cafe down the road. Eat there. It's, it's not great, but it's better than everything you can eat here. I don't want to say so, but I'm pretty sure Dad already bought the meal plan. <laughs> you have to if you're going to live in residence, and if you're attending Sparkstone University, you to live in residence. I'm sure I'll get along fine, I say. Sunny's smile is grim. Is grim. You probably will. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so once I read that, I could picture these two girls. Her with her curly hair and she's all excited. I can picture like this giant oak or maple staircase mm -hmm. in an old, mm -hmm. old college. And Sunny's kind of not supposed to be there, right? Because yeah, like when not... they have the new recruits and they don't want the yeah. existing pupils to kind of be getting in the way. Yeah. Right? She was supposed to be doing her morning routine and everything. Yes, yes. It's very kind of clear that she's just, you know, she's out in her pajamas. Like, we have a standard to uphold. Right. Maybe you should go back to your room or go Get do some studying. Yeah, like, just do something else and don't be in the way. Because, yeah, they, they know what she's about. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. they have... Um, they have all the background on everybody. Yes. So they don't want her kind of exposing too much about her own personality. Yes. Immediately. Yes. yes. So some of the characters have very interesting specialties. Mm hmm Kind of power. Some of them are more power. Some of them are just like exceptional artists. Yes. Like Will. Like he's and Ethan. Like they yes. are... Like, Will's the musician, right? Uh, Ethan is the, the musician. Oh, Ethan's the musician. He's right. a musician and artist. Because that's how they kind of bond. Uh, Ethan is sort of the love interest. And yes. yes. He, it's such a cute dynamic between <laughs> the two of them. Tell us a bit about like, how you came upon kind of 
putting these characteristics to these people? Like, how did you pick him to have that? Like, I don't know how to, I don't want to give too much away either, but I want people to understand that it's a little bit fairy tale. It's very um, kind of almost like a supernatural mm -hmm. gift that they have. They're not just good in one thing. They're exceptional students. Mm -hmm. They have exceptional ability to do mm -hmm. the studying that they're taking, like two master's degrees and, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So, how, like, and I can kind of see now that I've gotten to know you a bit being at King's. Yes. <laughs> and you felt like, wow, like these people are exceptionally smart. Yes. And they... Yeah, like, how do I compare? And I'm sure there's a bit of that, obviously, in the story. Yes. So can you kind of give us a, a little bit of background of just, you know, our key characters? Yeah. Sunny, um, Misty, Gia, Will, and Ethan. Yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah, Sunny we have met. And, and Ingrid, of course. And Ingrid, of course, So yeah. Ingrid's the main Yes, Ingrid the main is character. the point of view protagonist. But really, like, the story is about her, but it's also about all these other people who she meets and gets along with. So, yes, yeah, Sunny. Kind of by proxy, though. She doesn't necessarily get along with Yeah, there's, there's less, there's a lot of arguing, but they have to end up working together to. They end up working together out of necessity. Yes. Right? Because Sunny kind of brings this group together. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Sorry. So, uh, should I, I can kind of tell you what their superpowers are, mm. I suppose. Yeah. Mm. So, um, yes, turns out everybody has superpowers, all the students, and that's sort of why they're all together. Um, so Ingrid. Yeah, so Ingrid, um, she doesn't she doesn't know she has superpowers when she gets there. Basically, Sunny tells her, you're here because you have some kind of superpower. And it turns out her superpower is teleportation. Uh, Ingrid's superpower. Um Sunny's superpower is uh, she can see the future in dreams. Right. Uh, Gia is uh, she can turn invisible. Uh, Misty, she can uh, fling fire and ice yeah. out of her hands. Mm -hmm. uh, and she's also very good at languages. Like, yeah, usually they have like about two different things that they are good at, and uh, they don't really seem to connect. They're sort of, they seem like two random things, but they end up sort of making sense to the character. Um, so yeah, uh, Gia is also very athletic as well as being able to be invisible. Uh, be invisible. Okay. Misty is very good at languages, and she can just kind of hear uh, something being said in a different language, and she can kind of get the gist of what the language is. Right. She's multilingual, and also she can throw fire and ice, which is super cool. Very cool. Yes. Will is, uh, he's very good at uh, computers and technology. I guess he's sort of, uh, but he's kind of a Magneto, I guess. He's kind of like Magneto and uh, Professor X rolled into one. Yes, and he's kind of like a little bit of the pinnacle of the group. Yes. He kind of is a bit of the lead. People rely on him. Yes. because The he, guy, and he's bald. He can read minds, too. Yeah, and he can do, not telepathy. Yes, telepathy. Telepathy and yeah. project thoughts into other people's. Yes. What which, is that called? Uh, it's, um... Well, it's part of telepathy, kind of like, but he can implant ideas, and which makes him kind of dangerous. And he can kind of control people's thoughts too, right? Yeah, he can kind of, to an extent, at least plant an idea into somebody's head and make them kind of think this way and mm -hmm. be like, "Okay, you are going on your way now." And it's like, "Oh, 
oh, yes, I am going on my way now. He can right, kind of right. force mind trick people to an extent. And he's really tall. He's very tall, yes. And is he, uh, like, African-American? Yes. Or is he Indian? Okay. Yes. So I couldn't quite... I didn't know. I knew he was ethnic, uh, ethnic background, but I didn't know if he was like African American. Yes, he's African American. Gia is Chinese. Uh, Misty and Sunny and Ingrid are Caucasian, uh, and Ethan is Caucasian too, uh, but he's British. Yeah, he's British. So yes. he was relocated from London area. From London area, but he also went to a different school. And he was transferred. Uh, oh, yeah, I guess. I I, I right? think so. Yeah, that was he... mentioned. He's a year older than she is. Okay. So I think either he's been there at the school. Um, there's stuff going on with Ethan, too. Because uh, as... He, in later books? He, in, in these books, too. Like, it's sort of like his memory is right, not right. what it seems. It, he keeps losing his memories. Um, so... Okay, so I have a question about... Um, Misty. Yes. Why is she so angry all the time? <laughs> yeah. And what's with her black makeup that I picture and her... She doesn't really like Ingrid, but she kind of is okay with her yeah, sticking that, around. I, I don't know. I always write angry girls, and <laughs> I don't know why I do. I just, I guess I grew up around some angry girls, and some, and sometimes I feel like the angry girl, and so some of that just gets shoved I into... I love that dynamic. Like, she's so, like... <laughs> Yeah, kind of like you want to like her because you think she needs to be liked. Mm-hmm. But then you don't like her because she's just so yeah, despondent and People have mean. commented that maybe she's too angry. And yeah, I get that. I no, think she's... I think it's great. I just <laughs> kind of wanted to know why. Like she, she has a lot going on in her past. And stuff happens at the end of right. the first book that... Which we will not give away. Yes, yes. That kind of sends her off the edge. And so she's sort of starting to come back from the edge. Right. And she does become less like just snappy angry and more like reserved and yeah because I I don't think that anger is necessarily a bad thing either like she she's just very forceful and she just wants to like get things done she's very driven yes she's intrinsically motivated yes and she's kind of um She's very smart, and you can tell that she's like processed whatever's going on in this group. Mm-hmm. And she knows, okay, we got to do this and this, and we need Ethan to mm-hmm. make the decision. And Will, we need Ethan out, and we need Will to make the decision, <laughs> right? So she's yes. really. And that's part of like what Ingrid has to learn is that not everybody is like, she kind of misjudges some people, and she has to like. Like, yeah, Misty is actually smart just because, like, why are you surprised that she knows this and this reference? Like, right. just because she wears makeup this way doesn't mean that she is dumb or, you know, has... Like, yeah, like, yeah. don't judge a book by its cover, right? Yeah, yeah, so she has to sort of overcome those uh, those feelings that she has. But, yeah, her, her and Misty become much better friends kind of by the end of... This book and there's stuff in the next hunger book. in her bones, so they become yes. a bit closer. Yes, okay, yeah, okay. I, it's sort of everything is starting to come more together. Mm. They're starting to overcome their differences, or at least you know learn how to live with them. Right. Yeah. 
And how many people are at this campus? Um, I think I mentioned 1,200 so somewhere. 1200. So it's a big campus. It's That's actually pretty small for a university. I mean, I'm, I'm sure. basing it on uh, King's Head 1,200. Okay. Yeah. When I went, so there. it's a decent size, but it's yes. still like a really specialized kind of. Like yes, it's it's not like Dalhousie or you know St. Mary's. I'm using Halifax University because right. I'm not super familiar with here, but like they would have thousands and thousands and thousands. Mm. And there's there's actually a lot of universities in Halifax for a city of its size. There's like five different universities. Wow. Yeah, uh, but but uh, Sparkstone, I kind of based off Kings in that way, and that it's very small, mm. very specialized. You want to be able to control the people that are there. Right. So there is a kind of an ulterior motive that kind of goes on in the school. Uh Uh-huh. My name is Claire C. Marshall, and I'm an author-publisher at Fairy Inc. Press. That's F-A-E-R-Y Inc. Book two of the Sparkstone Sega is called Dreams in Her Head. And the back cover reads, open the door, step quickly, step through, breathe in the darkness until you are its master. Ingrid Stanley is in more trouble than she knows. Ingrid's dead friend keeps showing up in her dreams along with mysterious visions that feel all too real. What's worse is now the collective knows that Ingrid is supposed to have superpowers. They're waiting to pounce the moment Ingrid and her new superpower-wielding friends make a mistake. When her family is threatened by Professor Jador, Ingrid decides it's time to take matters into her own hands. A little student protest can't go wrong, she thinks. Not when her almost boyfriend Ethan is fully supporting it. Not when her friends put an innocent student's life in danger to make it successful. Not when powerful alien is waiting for Ingrid to inadvertently summon him into his world. Everything's going to be fine. Absolutely no one will get hurt this time, right? Wrong and wrong again. So are you interested in the story now? What did you think about the characters and their amazing gifted personalities? Ingrid, the protagonist, is now getting settled and learning about her new circle of friends. Remember, she's only been there a few days when all of this is revealed. And she figures out some things about the university. Next week is part three and the final part of my interview with Claire. She will do more reading for us as I sit with my eyes closed and just listen to her amazing voice. If you love her voice as much as I do, 
check out her weekly series where you can read a chapter and or listen as she narrates the chapter for you. I'll be starting this one soon. Talk to you next Tuesday. My name is Claire C. Marshall, and I'm an author-publisher at Fairy Ink Press. That's F-A-E-R-Y, Ink.